0: Hey there, you're listening to Chase Stories Chats with Marcelino Perez, a series where I sit down with friends and talk about their life stories and journeys. We dive into their passions and how they got to where they are now, discussing the good, the bad, and the funny all along the way. Everyone has an important story to share, and there are valuable lessons we can take away from each one. Yeah. All righty. Chase Stories Chats with my friend, Diego, DJ Rio. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today on this fine, what day is it? Friday, Friday night.
1: Friday Thank night. You. Yeah, Diego. Could be doing, could be doing uh, better things in my time. Oh no I couldn't no I couldn't definitely not this is the yeah. best thing I could do with my time thank you Mars for having me on your call yeah
0: thanks man I really appreciate it these have these calls have been super fun for me and it's been a great chance to catch up with a lot of my friends and you being one of my best friends I thought you know it's only appropriate that you come join me as well for the smack talk the roast of Diego Julian Rios little did he know that this was this is all a ploy so <laughs>
1: I have entered my roast.
0: (laughs) Eric's going to join. We're going to have a bunch of people just joining out of nowhere. (laughs) If you all can tell, Diego is one of my best friends. Diego and I know each other from St. Mary's College. Go Gales. Um, Go Gales. Diego is a year under me. um, And the way we met each other was through soccer. We were both on the club soccer team. Um, Diego would not pass the ball, so I had to take it, and that's how we became good friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't remember that. But okay,
0: <laughs> not actually, but Diego is a a Colombian compact, compatriot. We are brothers in that sense. Diego is a Same. big fan of Colombia, um, his coffee, his his soccer team, Deportivo Cali. Nice. No, you're not, you're not Deportivo Cali. No me <laughs> In case anybody watches Colombian soccer, but yeah, Diego, welcome. Thank you for coming. Um,
1: for the thank you, Mark.
0: That don't know you. Would you share, please, a little bit about yourself, where you're from? I know you're not in the United States. Um, not born in the U.S. So, um, could you share a little bit about you, your fam, and uh, what you do now as well?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Mars, for having this, uh, for having me on. Uh, It's been great to see how Chase Stories has grown and to be part of it from the beginning. Um, As Mars said, my name is Diego J. Rios. I was actually born in Bogota, Colombia. I moved here when I was eight with my family. Uh, We originally came on an international cultural exchange program because my mom's a teacher, Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be three years. After those three years, my parents realized this was a great opportunity for us and Uh, for my brother and I um, to to grow up and to have these doors open for us uh, just by living here Uh, so we applied for visa after visa which I can talk about later on that's been a big um, impact that's had a big impact on my life and recently actually uh, less than a year ago we became citizens of the United States so it's been a very long process thank you 17 years later about uh, yeah 18 but we made it and we're here and um i met mars at saint mary's college of california i grew up in san jose california and then went off to college met um, mars and eric who became the photos which maybe we'll talk about later and then um and ever since i've been actually doing a bunch of different projects uh what i'm currently doing now is i manage our family business we distribute latin american foods to all the united states and that's been uh, especially interesting situation during this uh, coronavirus pandemic so uh, that's been nice other than that I have many other projects I dedicate yeah. my time to and that depend on my on my skills and abilities yeah so.
0: man of many skills it's like the James Bond the Colombian James Bond.
1: <laughs> Colombian James Bond. <laughs> James Bond.
0: <laughs> James Bond. dear, what's the name of um, the store as well because if you want that manzanita postobón or that jugo de lulo if you know yes. about
1: that, you got to go. If, let's say you are an Argentinian living in Minnesota. You are a Colombian living in South Carolina, and you would like some food from your home. You can go online to LatinFoodsMarket.com and order it right there. It'll arrive to your house within the week. Mm-hmm. So,
0: if you if you need that fix, you know where to go now. You know where to go. You know where to go. Diego, could you talk a little bit about being an immigrant and growing up in the U.S.? Did you have trouble, especially with English? Was Were you able to catch on to English quickly? I know for some people it's really tough and it takes a while and there's a lot of difficulty with that at school.
1: Yeah, English is a very tough language. If yeah. I spell out R-E-A-D, what does that spell? Read. Or read, right? So it's all yeah. about context and it's very difficult. So growing up was was tough. At the same time, I think I had a little bit of advantage because in Colombia, I grew I went to a school called Abraham Lincoln. And for those of you who did not understand, it was called Abraham Lincoln School. Uh, So I grew up in a a bilingual school, which gave me the foundation to then come here as an eight year old second grade um, to really develop my English but maintain my Spanish, which is something I'm very proud of. And my family is very proud of not just being bilingual, but bicultural. Yeah. My mom is a teacher and that's the reason we're here. And ever, whenever we were growing up, my brother and I, we would want to go out and play soccer and on the weekends. And she said, you cannot go outside and play soccer until you write me a paragraph in Spanish. And at home it was only speaking Spanish and they would speak Spanish. So They maintain that foundation, which is, you know, what we thrive off now. And um, I do a lot of interpreting and translating at different schools and medical appointments. And that's thanks to that. I wouldn't be able to have those opportunities and be able to help those people if it wasn't. Uh, Thanks to my mom and my parents helping my brother and I, encouraging us to be bicultural.
0: Totally. And, you know, I I mean, I have my views on being bilingual. How do you
1: feel about being bilingual? Um, Yeah. Um, you know, I also give a lot of talks, um, public, public speeches, and I specifically like talking to Hispanic youth because a lot of the times we think that being bilingual or bicultural or having a different identity is a setback or is not a good thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I like to reframe that perspective into it's an opportunity, right? Instead of it being a challenge, it's an opportunity for us to then have more opportunities or a better pay for a job because you speak a second language to understand the culture that we're traveling to when we're living and we're experiencing at the same time as the one we're coming from when we go and travel the world Mm -hmm. to be able to interpret to different uh, people that don't necessarily understand what someone else is saying but being able to get the context because i understand the culture and be able to Mm -hmm. express that to them i think it's been a blessing um and it's not too late for anyone to start and to be not just bilingual but bicultural. it's not something that you have to be born with or you have to be born in a different country or something like that i think it, it you can develop that as as life progresses
0: oh totally and i i agree with everything you just said and it's been such a blessing for me too and i feel like it took me until getting into college to really really appreciate it and going into you know going to the dominican republic which we can talk about in a sec um, Definitely. um but i just know me in high school i went to a predominantly white school and mm. i during the time i felt like i in order to fit in you know i didn't really speak as much spanish i didn't really show up my culture i wanted to blend in and fit in because yeah. you know, like those years are very you know you want to fit in you want to be a part of a group um and, you know, at times, because there wasn't as many, there weren't as many, you know, Latinos um, yeah. that I could connect to, and So I, you know, I sort of, I felt like I lost it in a way. Um, right, right. Going to St. Mary's and, you know, meeting a more diverse group, my more diverse, like, school body as well, did um, I really feel that I, I started to really connect with it. As well, you're uh, a little
1: <laughs> sorry. Whoa, my hair! I just looked over at my screen, and I had this black streak coming coming from my head. I apologize. I haven't had a, a haircut in four months. My hair is going a little crazy, it has a mind of its own. Oh Thanks to the quarantine. I apologize. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, and um, no, yeah, I've just seen the, so many benefits. Like you said, being able—I think the biggest thing for me has been being able to connect with other people and uh, the opportunities that it's created because I can speak another language. And, you know, that language here right. can be a real thing, although you can connect with people, even when not speaking the language, being able to actually speak in another person's language makes the interactions a lot more fulfilling.
1: Yeah, it just immediately breaks the ice in any way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to be from the same place. But if you, if you speak the same language, they'll immediately just
1: right, right. you. In. Um, yeah. And you were talking about kind of like acceptance and fitting in. And, um, when I moved here, I came from a community where 90% of the people around me looked like me. They mm-hmm. spoke just like me. They were in the same socioeconomic status of me. They had a very similar skin color than me. So coming here to a place, a country that is such a melting pot and that you look around and everyone is so different yeah. as a young kid, I remember and imagine it was a shock, um, and it was, it was, it was a struggle to to accept everyone, but also to feel accepted and to fit in. Um, so I, at the same time, I think that my personality and, and my just wanting to get along with everyone kind of broke that barrier early on. Um, but I, but I know that was the initial initial reaction.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and you're definitely very outgoing. You were my weekend of welcome leader. I don't know if you, you don't remember me, but I definitely... wow. no, really? The Weekend of Wow Leaders, as they like yeah. to call them at St. Mary's, were the people that, you know, sort of introduced the freshmen and incoming students to school, essentially, and you'd run a bunch of activities and whatnot. You were one of mine. Hey, wow, that's me. awesome. I was like, this guy talks way too much. <laughs> he needs to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he said... Uh, um, Let's talk about St. Mary's a little bit. Um, yeah. How was your experience at St. Mary's? Obviously, that's where we met, so it was great. But other than that, you know, you were an RA as well.
1: Yeah. Um, go Gales. Uh, my time at St. Mary's was incredible. At the same time, I feel like there's two, two, two feelings that I get when I talk about college. Um, one is this external great feeling of being involved in so many things in soccer and leadership and being a residential advisor and being an orientation leader and graduating as a student body president. And then there's this other side where it was hard and painful and a struggle due to the financial situation I was in and having to pay for college. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I feel the same way. Um, and definitely, in terms of paying for college, is a very real situation going on now today for me, especially, which
1: can be very frustrating for all of us. A lot of us, yep.
0: It's a uh, if you are going through something similar, we we feel you and frustrated. It's just got to keep going, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just chug, chugging along. Um, at Saint, obviously, soccer was a big part of it. That's where soccer
1: we, was a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. We met
0: Eric as well. Shout out to the third Platiza. Shout uh, out. Uh, Platizas. I'll give you a, a quick overview of what the Platizas are. Origi- I will let
1: I will let you explain. Yeah,
0: let, me, let me share. Um, the Platizas, <laughs> the, the story after makes me laugh every time. But originally, we went to a an away soccer game to Chico. We had a game against them. Um, and we went to Subway for lunch because uh, we got there early. And Diego, the way I would describe him is like a, like a piece of cardboard, flat in the front and the back, too. Well,
2: <laughs> I, saw yeah, yeah, me. the
0: <laughs> I saw on the menu the flatbread pizza, which is called the flatiza. So I started calling it platiza, calling Diego flatiza, and it just kind of stuck. And then it became right. the, gr- the group. It became Diego, Eric, and I, the three flatizos, almost like the three musketeers. And it it became so popular and people kept hearing it so many times. And because Eric Diego and I are all uh, are all Latino and, and speak Spanish, people started thinking that it was a, a, a like a, a like a, a multicultural club on campus.
2: <laughs> made <laughs> up of three people.
0: Made up of three people. <laughs> <laughs> We would always say we would have events for the the flatiza group.
1: That's generally how the story went. I think there's some edits, but yes, And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that on the menu there was a they sold a flatiza, which was a flat pizza.
0: Yeah, and so and hence a, a beautiful friendship and group was born. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the, the story I will tell all of my children one day
1: <laughs> yes there was more to that story on how some flittieses became a quarter flittieses oh my so god i don't know if i we, don't know if you we want to get into that good
0: <laughs> that's a story that they would like to tell everybody that we meet yes for the first time just
1: I've just never- so you know just so you understand Marcelino. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
1: do you want me to tell it go for it you might as well all right real quick um Obviously, us, right? So we're together. We're a great unit. Uh, we're a multicultural group on campus, made out of three people with no constitutional rights in the Associated Students Amendment. But um, we obviously there's uh, intramural soccer, so we would be on the same teams, and we had our rival team, um, and we yeah. we played, we played, um, we played. Outdoor, right? And then the next season, there was the indoor league that was going to happen. And obviously, we hadn't talked about it, but obviously, we were going to create a team. But what happens when Eric and I reach out to Marcelino, hey, let's let's make the team, Marcelino says, oh, I'm already part of another team. Which team, you ask? Well, the rival team on our outdoor league. We kind of tried to forget about it, even though it broke our hearts. It made him half a Platiza. We went into the league. We meet them in the final, and they beat us in the final, making Marcelino a quarter Platiza for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, it's been a rough couple of years, but you know what? That shirt that we got at the end. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> you know, what? I actually think that I have the shirt. I brought the shirt here to North Carolina.
1: Right, so you <laughs> so can burn it, it while you're. over it's, there.
0: it's the only shirt that actually still fits me because, you know, post post soccer, you the post soccer uh, you start gaining a couple couple kilos because you play like. Is
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that is, is our Fuentes story. A,
0: a very turbulent and rocky friendship and relationship. Yet here we still are. Um And another big thing besides soccer, besides the banter and the big reason why we are such good friends is because of uh, an organization called Here for Kids, which I, in my chat with Jay, which is the first one in these Chase Stories chats, if you haven't seen that, go watch that too. Um, I kind of go into a little bit of detail about Here for Kids, which is a organization that works with at-risk youth. Um, and... Peru, Dominican Republic, and Haiti. Is that it?
1: And Costa Rica.
0: And Costa Rica, and Costa Rica. Um, and Diego and I have been a part of that for many years now, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I think five. Yeah, uh, Yes. five years now. Um, we've been a part of that and uh, leading service trips, being a part of service trips, um, and being part of that community. Um, and, you know, that's been a very large part of our relationship as well. It's been Super special. We have not been on a trip yet together, um, which we still need to do. But my claim to fame—I um, think Diego might have. Now you might have gone on more trips than I have. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to count. Uh, yeah. But I like to tell people that I am the reason that Diego is such a big part of Here for Kids because Randy, the person who who leads Here for Kids, reached out to me asking if I could do a trip. And I was like, I can't do it. i have just done two back-to-back and I did not have the money, but I have a great friend who I think would be an awesome fit. And then that's how Diego ended up going. And the rest is history. He's been an integral part of Here for Kids, I think.
1: Um, Thank you. That's that's cool. definitely true. I, I do owe that involvement, that initial involvement to Marcelino. Um, and I cannot believe that after five years, we have yet to be on a trip together. Uh, we share stories. We when we go, they even confuse us sometimes uh, because we wear the same club soccer shirts. That we look similar. So, like, Marcella, uh, Diego, um, Jorge, Jorge. but yes, and Jorge. Um, Here for Kids has been a blessing, I think, in both of our lives, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's really been uh, for me a God calling, um, and Him really showing us the way on how to serve the world. Uh, as the motto, the slogan of Here for Kids is um, teaching their eternal. Uh, life of service um, so it's it's an incredible opportunity for anyone if anyone is interested here for kids.org yeah. um, to get involved and to really see and open your eyes to, to what's happening in this world
2: um, yeah.
1: further than your communities and your state then your country in this planet because every impact everything we do has an impact on, on the world
0: yeah totally. I think every time I go on those trips Uh, First of all, it's now it's sort of become, um, at the start, you know, it was, you know, very new and foreign to me. I hadn't really done services or anything like that. And after five years of going, usually to the same places, it's become my my second family, I would say. Um, And, you know, I've seen, it's crazy to see, like, over five years seeing kids that were, you know. 12 and 13 are now 18
1: seriously yeah that's Human
0: crazy. from you know teenagers to almost adults it's it's insane mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's so crazy and you know such a huge blessing in my life and seeing how people who have so little can be so giving as well as so joyful and it, it really puts a lot of things in perspective and really makes you think critically about you know your decisions and your attitude right Right. So, I definitely recommend. You know, if anybody gets a chance to do something like that, I through here for kids, but through other programs, um, it's definitely a, a great opportunity to do something like that. I agree. I and agree. Diego's led a couple trips, which has been super cool because he's bilingual as well, so he's able to communicate well with everybody there. Um, but you've also done other forms of either trips or leading as well. You want to talk about, you know, your your leadership groups also.
1: Yeah, when I was uh, early on in high school, I got involved with ASB, the Associated Students Body or the Student Council of high school. Through that, I was blessed with the opportunity to go to this conference called California Association of Student Councils. And it was basically a summer camp for leadership students. So it sounds very structured and strict and, and leadership oriented, but it was a lot of fun and it really gave you a lot of connections to have throughout California with students that were in school for the right reasons, and that really had that passion for leadership. Um, I went as a delegate at Stanford University, came back as a counselor the next year. Then after that, I came back as a counselor again, I think, and then you would just work up the ranks. So I became basically a counselor of a counselor, and then eventually helping lead the conference, and this summer will be my third year um being the assistant director for the same leadership conference to about 200 students that we have every year and the organization is an organization that really um, fights for the rights and the 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 voice of high school students all over california and we also do a lot of work abroad Uh, i've been sent to beijing china three times to direct a leadership conference there for uh, high school and middle school students so it's been it's been an incredible opportunity. It's also opened my eyes a lot to a different side of what Here for Kids has opened my eyes to, mm-hmm. uh, but this this strict environment of like leadership uh, internationally, but also locally, and how determined these students are and how they want to create this impact in the world, which then transitions over to Here for Kids and how that mm-hmm. can make an impact on the world. So it all ties in together, but these last couple of weeks, for example, have been just overwhelming. Um with the amount of planning we have to do for that summer camp because this summer it's going to be virtual so it's none of that physical contact none of that connection will be there so it'll be different for sure but we'll see how it goes
0: yeah it's been a uh, i i know i mean for the people that don't know i'm a preschool teacher and we've had to do from march to you know june um our school year is now done but we've had to do everything over zoom virtually and we mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's really difficult when you know in things like that where it's you know the connections the in-person interactions are so important. Doing that and to replicate that over the internet is pretty tough, um, and it, it takes a lot of planning. So you know, I'm not surprised um, that you've been so busy, but I'm sure that it's going to be great knowing you um, and the amount Thank of putting you you. into it.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Thank you.
0: Yeah, is that? Did you also? You talked about going to Beijing. Was that also the trip where you went to? You went to South Korea also, or you went? That was,
1: was a, yeah, that was a different trip. That was actually you through Saint St. Mary's. We almost started a war. Yes, <laughs> we don't no like to talk about that. <laughs> no, no, there was no war. <laughs> I went to to Beijing and South Korea, or China and South Korea. For a month uh, in January 2016, and it was through St. Mary's College. And it was a Jantum course called um, Culture and Business in Asia, Beijing and Seoul, uh, Seoul. But we didn't just go to Beijing and China, we also went down to Hangzhou, which is a beautiful city on the southern part of China. I, would, I like to call it, even though China is humongous and I've seen just those two cities, but I like to call it the Lake Tahoe of China because it has this beautiful lake called the West Lake. Um, and they say that in the springtime, everything blooms beautifully. So it was, it was really pretty. And um, then in Korea, we went to Seoul and then we went to the demilitarized zone, so the DMZ zone. So I... Stepped over the border from South Korea into North Korea. So one of my fun facts is that I've been to North Korea for three minutes. (laughs) And that was a very intense experience. It was very structured. You had, you could not film. Basically you couldn't film past this 180 degree, 180 degree uh, panorama. If you turn around and film this way, I mean, I don't know. They would like take you into an interrogation room. Um, you had to sign a waiver and say that you were not going to wear tight pants or leather pants because if for some reason you had to run away or or escape, you needed to be able to run. Like that was in the waiver that you had to sign. It was crazy. So, yeah. But it was an incredible, incredible experience. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I heard you almost shook King John Un's hand also?
1: Yes, yes. No, we hug. We hug. He's a big hugger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that did not happen.
0: I always like to tell people that story too. Diego (laughs) started a war between North and South Korea, another one.
1: Another one. Well, (laughs) they're still, technically, they're still at war. They're just at a ceasefire, right? So they haven't shot in a couple, a lot of years. They
0: shot you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Diego, along with all the other stuff that you do, you are also a... Speaker, and you talked a little bit about that, a little a little TMI um, as, as a, the acronym that Diego likes to use for his speaking, touch, move, and talk. Yeah. I want to go into that, too, which I think is one of my favorite things that you do.
1: Thank you. When I was a senior in high school, I had this presentation, which, funny enough, was on my birthday, December 13th and it was a presentation and it was called I think the purpose of life in Miss Thomas's English for class and It was a presentation to the class on what you thought I think was a purpose of your life mm-hmm. and Oh, I prepared well for it. It actually matched with I think uh, like a crazy Something uh, a spirit day for like dressing up and I would always dress up I mean, I was a student body president, so I had to give a good example of dressing up so I remember it was the Christmas theme. So I, I wore a, a Rudolph, um, tie <laughs> cool context. Um, and I did a great job. I loved it. I loved the presentation. I loved preparing for it and, and speaking to my audience and I did a great job. And the teacher then said, wow, you, it seems like you have a gift with speaking to an audience. So I graduated from high school was going off to college, but that summer I was, I was invited to come back to the freshman orientation for the incoming freshman for the next year and kind of talk about my experience. So be the keynote speaker for the freshman orientation. I loved it. I did it, I loved it. And thinking back to the experiences that I had in high school of going to these leadership conferences and a week after going to the conference, I would remember the theme. Uh, a month later, I would remember you know, the people uh, but I would never forget the speakers and how they made me feel. And I wanted to make the students and my, my audience feel that same way and feel empowered and to feel loved. So through college, um, I developed my speaking business of um, inspirational speaking called Diego J. Rios Inspiration. And since then, I've spoke to a lot of schools all through California and in small instances all around the world, in Peru, in the Dominican Republic, in Beijing, uh, in Colombia, um spreading my, my message of perseverance when I came to this country, um, it was very tough kind of like to fit in. And I, I tried to be the president and the captain. And there was many times where I failed and I would fall, but then I would get back up and then I would fall and I would get back up. And then I was pushed down, but then I would get back up and the perseverance eventually led me to, to, to a lot of the accomplishments that I have yeah. in my history. So, so that's where it all started and it developed and it's, it's been developing. Um, I think once you, you enter the real world after graduation, things yeah. kind of get put into a back burner because you have to um, be an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it fuels me, and it really uh, makes me happy to, to speak to an audience and to then have them come back to you and say that that, that made an impact on them. And I like to say that sometimes you might only reach one student because you feel like, wow, I don't know if there, if there was enough engagement, right? But then one student, and I remember this specifically for a talk at a freshman orientation, one student came up to me after, after I had felt like, I don't know if you didn't go too well. Like, it, they didn't seem to engage. And he said, everything you said resonated with me. I felt very inspired by your talk. Thank you so much. And that, for me, I was like, I did my job. Like, yeah. I, that's enough. If one of the students felt touched, moved, and inspired by my talk, then – and then that's enough
0: yeah tmi Touch move, inspire.
1: tmi that's where tmi that's where tmi come from touch movement fire yeah uh, no, we started early on too
0: much information that's not it it's touch. that's, move, that's
1: definitely not it that's yeah, right. that's wrong um but yeah i think god has given me that gift and, and and helped me develop into what it is now but i think he also wants me to use that gift of speaking and and, and loving impacting kids and also sports ministry in a way uh to do s- to make more of an impact, not just in small communities, but in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: And I love what you said. If, if it's you know, if, if it impacts at least one person, then it's totally yeah, worth. Yeah.
1: it. and yeah. I bet you do that. Do you see that with your class?
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Just I mean, and it's it's with with working at a school, you see it over a long term. Um, and you see a lot of growth with your students, and you know it's super special to see. I almost see them almost as my my kids, my my children. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just really special to see the growth and, and the impact that you can have on something. And that's a, yeah. the reason why I'm doing these, these chase stories chats as well in hopes that, you know, it might be able to impact somebody. They might hear something on one of these talks where they feel, wow, like that really hit me. Um, it makes me want to do, you know, chase my dreams or it makes me want to change something in myself to better myself. Or, you know, it makes me want yeah. make to make that decision. Do what I want to do. Um, and if it, you know, if it, one person feels that way, then it's totally worth it at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you talk. I, I, what you were saying though, real quick about the long-term effect and and seeing that, yes, and I, that's something that I crave sometimes. Like coming in for a day and and motivating, that's great. But like, I wish I could see the long-term effect, right? Mm-hmm. Which you do, and I think that's great. Uh, and you're talking about them being your kids. Is it the eleven of them, by any chance? <laughs> Eleven kids.
0: Yeah, for for uh to field a soccer team.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> training my my uh my preschoolers to eventually form a team.
1: <laughs> well well I, for everyone listening, for everyone listening, the Fleteezas have a pact that mm-hmm. between the three of us we're gonna have eleven kids so that we can create a soccer team. We yep. just don't know which one which two are gonna have the more kids than the rest of
0: right. be Eric's gonna have ten, Diego's gonna have one. <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the alone
1: <laughs> eric needs to get started then. i was thinking more of a four-four-three ratio but okay. four, four <laughs> all the
0: formation in soccer <laughs> yeah all, all of diego's kids will be forwards eric's will be midfielders and mine will be defenders we'll keep that. <laughs> <laughs> you talked a little bit about you know getting you know there are a lot many instances where you you know got pushed down or you fell down and you had those difficult moments. Um, could you talk a little bit about how you got through those instances? Obviously, perseverance, um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it, perseverance is just kind of like kind really abstract where there are like specific things, habits that you built, uh, things that you read, people that you talked to that really helped you get out and push on from those situations.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, when you when you ask that, I think about my specific experience with the financial part of college. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give a little bit of context, I spoke about my residency right, went status. When I got accepted into college, I was still a resident. Um, sorry, I was not yet a resident. I was apl- we were applying to be residents, uh, so we were still on a visa. What did that mean for my status for college? That meant that I was an international student at St. Mary's College. Mm -hmm. So I lived an hour away and I grew up an hour away since I was eight. And then St. Mary's considered me an international student. Therefore I had to pay health insurance, extra health insurance. I had to pay an international fee to be there. So all that to say that it was very tough and With that visa, I didn't have a social security number. Therefore, I could not apply for financial aid. So that was just a huge struggle. Um, But I wanted the opportunity, and my parents wanted me the opportunity to go to the school. And they basically gave everything they had in terms of energy and savings for me to get through my first year. As soon as I stepped foot on that campus, I made an effort, like you said, to persevere, but also to make those connections, which I knew were going to Help me in the long run get through this experience. And that's in the end what happened. I think that uh, it's, this experience was, is all about angels that have been gone through my, through my journey uh, helping me get through this. And some of them rest in peace have passed away um, but they really ha- were the ones to support me and, and be advocates for me um, to be able to get through school in terms of financial aid and in terms of just like being involved and, and knowing knowing the ropes because this was all a new experience not just for me but for my family. Yeah. So yeah. connections. I would I would really rely on those people um that would be advocates and, and fight for me because they believed in me.
0: Yeah. Would you looking back at your experience at Saint Mary's and you know now you know you trying to build a career um and and following your your passions what piece of advice would you give to somebody who's who's trying to do something you know who could be on a similar life journey um or you know have you know be feeling a a certain type of way something similar um to you
2: Um,
0: Mm -hmm. for them any words of wisdom
1: yes um you are not the only one going through what yeah. you're going through and i think that's that makes you realize like okay i'm not the only one on this planet having to struggle through college i'm not the only one having to struggle with identity issues right because obviously it feels like it because you're you talk to yourself all the time yeah right? and it feels like it feels like you're just the only person in this situation and everyone else especially through social media seems like this perfect person oh. no wrong right that's not the case um so i think it's a situation where we need to realize there's so many other people that are going through the same struggle that i am once we recognize that then we can say okay then let's try to push through let's try to find resources let's try to find allies let's try to see uh, who can help coach me through this experience so yeah. once you recognize that i think finding people um finding connections finding advocates finding coaches finding angels uh, that are in your path.
0: Mm-hmm, totally, and yeah, the the piece about social media, I think, is is becoming more and more prominent um, in terms of its its mental effects on people. Um, and at times, it can be a wonderful um, way to create connections and communicate, and to be able to see all these different opportunities. It's a great business opportunity as well um mm-hmm. you also see a lot of you know isolation people comparing themselves to all these things that they see online um uh, and so it, it's definitely like a i would say a double-edged sword totally um, and i had a great talk with um with a friend earlier who we were talking about it because she also the is just trying to build a business through instagram um and through photography as well and she just brought up the fact that you know Certain things through social media are affecting you in that way. You know, it's, it's your choice. You have the choice to either unfollow these things that are making you feel a certain way. So just log off to be, yep. because at the end of the day, it, it's not worth it. If it's making you feel this way, and it's making you feel isolated. or Right.
1: Or, uh, no, I agree. I think social media is a great tool if used right. Right, and that's a huge emphasis if used right. Because if we're just scrolling aimlessly and we find ourselves scrolling for hours and hours, there's we are gaining zero from that. Right. Uh, on the other side, we're we're giving it so much of our time, and it's just it's not worth it. Um, the fact that the point you said about following following important people or following things that will motivate you, help you, I think that's very very valid. Um, these companies know that it's bad, but they're not going to take it away, right? Because they're making so much money, but they are realizing and they're coming to a point where like, okay, we need to put like digital wellbeing things into their phones, into their applications, right? Which if you scroll deep enough into the settings, you'll see, oh, okay, my application will tell me if I've been on Instagram for an hour a day and I need to stop or things like that, right? There's just, every phone has that now. Um, so they're, they're recognizing it and they're giving us the tools to to help us, but- they're not necessarily taking it away because there's a lot of positive impact that can come through that. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one I think is is not comparing ourselves and following constructive positive things rather than things that are not we, we like you said, we have the decision to be like, this is not making me feel good. I'm gonna click on follow. done. like it's, it's you know. It's your yeah, i I really love
0: Instagram for specifically Instagram talking about social media for the um, connection piece and the ability to, to reach out to creators. Is that my computer? Can you do that?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: I do not know where that's coming from. Anyways, we're just gonna ignore it and hopefully- Yeah, no problem. Um, but the connection piece, and that's something that you are very good at, I would say. Um, I'm always very impressed by how many people you know, uh, whether it's at school, um, on the streets, <laughs> from a bar. Um, literally, whenever we, we go out, this is a really pissing day, But <laughs>
1: It's all right. It'll stop.
0: I don't know where it's from. Um, but it's... Sorry. I need to find out where it is i have no idea oh here it is found it
1: nice. what was it?
0: there we go it was a facebook uh call
1: oh wow okay <laughs> you can call through through anything now
0: seriously talking about social media facebook as well yeah. um, all right exactly Let's- they
1: heard you they heard you that's how they were calling you.
0: um talking about the connections through social media um and going back to you as a person um, always super impressed by how many people you know and how easily you are able to create connections uh, what are some pointers or tips you could give to people to be able to create those connections because i know some people it can be really difficult for you know, meeting new people or being able to create a genuine connection because that's not something that's easy to do and i feel yeah. like it, honestly it is a it's partially a learned learned, learned skill that needs to be practice yeah do you have any pointers or you want to go yeah
1: that's that's a great question um i think thinking about it as soon as you said it like what i thought it was the earlier you break the ice the better Mm -hmm. because if you spend a lot of time kind of breaking the ice i think at least for me i don't know it, it could vary right but um the earlier you break the ice then you can then be comfortable with each other, get to the same level. And I think what's very important is to get on the same page or, or understand each other halfway, right? Um, so break, basically breaking that ice, uh, knowing where that person is coming from, knowing where you're coming from, and then from then finding finding common interests. I do believe it's a bit harder to make that connection and, and keep that connection with people that necessarily don't have the same interests as you, um, mm-hmm. Or obviously but I mean obviously it can still happen but it, it's a little tougher but I think just us breaking that ice as soon as possible now how do you break that ice you ask I would say just to be yourself and like to take down that wall that a lot of times we walk around with and just like be like this is who I am accept me for who I am and let's be friends.
0: I thought you were going to say icebreaker since you always make us do icebreakers whenever we're in a big friend group.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, because I'm trying to break the ice as fast as possible. Once people are like, okay, like I've I've heard his voice. I know his favorite color is blue. My favorite color is blue. Then, boom, there is a talking point, you know? Like a networking session. If you go to a networking session and they just go like, okay, go network. It's like, who do I go up to? Who do I talk to? But if before the networking session starts, everyone says 30 seconds about themselves and you can connect with that person like, oh, I like that too. Oh, I've lived in that country. Oh, I have done what this person has done. Then there's already a connection point. Without those connection points, it's, it's tough. Yeah, totally. I, I do so appreciate my uh, <laughs> my icebreak games.
0: No, I, 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 they work great. And I am now friends with friends that you've introduced me to, which has been yeah. awesome. All because of those icebreaker games. <laughs> <Out of
1: nowhere. laughs> and you can reach out to me on my website for ideas on oh, icebreaker games. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> he runs a whole company. It's called icebreakers, not actually. I know. That's the gum or whatever it is, the breathman. Oh right. <laughs> um, I love that you said you no, know, in order to break the ice as well, it's it's showing off your genuine true self. And then I, I think that's it's so huge. And people can pick up on, excuse my language, on fake shit. Like, they they can tell if you're just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's super important, I feel, to create. In order to create genuine, lasting connections, you need to be your genuine self. Because then, you know, first of all, people aren't going to be thinking that you're one way when you're actually something different. It's super difficult. A right. facade of, you know, I am acting a certain way and so whenever you're you're essentially putting on a performance all the time which yeah. is exa- mentally exhausting in the long run um, yeah. and also you just want to be around people who like you and want to be around you for who you are for, Yeah. Uh, and I think by being your genuine self and showing that off and you know showing that to the world you're going to be able to create those connections too. And create those meaningful connections that you want. Cause you don't, I mean, honestly, if it's networking, then, you know, you're, you're trying, you know, for work, that's something different. But just in terms of just like creating a friend group or, you know, meeting new people, I feel like that's really important. Um, at least in, in my case. And you know, just trying to, me trying to grow as a person to just yeah. put, being more genuine, being more authentic. Um, is super
1: important. I agree. I agree. I, I can think of a situation specifically where I was in a, in a group, in a new group, and this other person was being, like you're saying, putting on a show and being very fake. And But he had a very strong personality, so he kind of took over the mm-hmm. group dynamic. And that made us, and myself included, kind of fall into that same role and kind of start acting and, and like and try to get that intention in the negative way. And it was not, I don't remember that being a, an enjoyable time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so don't do it, people. Be yourself. People will love you for it. You will find people. I know sometimes I feel like it can be tough. You feel like you kind of have to, especially like, I'm, I talked about high school for a sec, but like, especially in high school, you're just trying to fit in. You're trying to create connections. Um, and you're, you know, there's the, uh, you're trying to, figure out where you kind of are in the in the high school totem pole in a sense because you know they, they kind of have that there's like the social status whatever yeah but what i've found in the long run the people that are super popular in high school i mean it's not like they're i mean sometimes obviously i'm not gonna say all of them but i mean it's just like they're not that cool they're just like everybody else at the end of the day yeah um, so yeah, just remember that if you are going through something like that, I think it's super important to just continue to work on yourself and do what you really love and uh, follow your passions and let your genuine self show.
1: Definitely. Definitely. The the summer leadership conference I, I help run, it at the end of it, it feels like it's just the best place on earth. And we always talk about how if that was a high school, that would be the best high school ever because everyone gets along. Everyone's being themselves. Everyone's there for a purpose. Everyone has a goal. So, and then they go back into their communities and then they fall back into that acting or trying to fit in. Right? Yeah. Whereas at this conference, they are told to just be yourself, to make those connections and, and it ends up being an incredible time. Uh, so yeah, imagine that being a high school and imagine everyone in the world having that pr- perspective personality attitude.
0: That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's what we're working on. You need to go speak some more. Slowly, yep. Yeah, slowly but surely. But uh, surely. You, like you said, you have a lot of different projects that you've got going on and you keep yourself busy. With all these projects, is there, do you see yourself going down route? maybe an ideal career? Or here, let me change that. What would be your ideal career? career or your dream job? What would you like to do for the rest of your life?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? We have these plans, but in the end, we don't really know what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I like to think that God knows exactly what's going to happen, and then we kind of just fit into this plan. But it's important to have that goal, right? Yeah. Um, to, to have that vision. But you know that it's going to weave in and out of that so the quick question is i have no idea but yeah. i would like to see myself making an impact on the world uh using my biculturalism having a happy healthy and loving family and and being surrounded by good friends like yourself mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what i see myself doing.
0: Okay. i like that that's a great answer do you have any small goals for the next couple of years in terms of what you want to do yeah
1: Yeah, I would like to start a family. Um, It is something I'm excited about. Uh, I've thought about it, obviously. Ten out of uh, (laughs)
0: ten. Eric
1: has one. (laughs) Yeah, But we need subs, so you need a lot more.
0: Oh, that's true. Eric can have subs.
1: And then, if we want to make a whole team, then we need 18. But once we're at 18, then we might as well have 22 for practice games. You know, and then once we have 22, we might as well have two full squads. We're
0: gonna have first La Masia.
1: <laughs> exactly. We'll start our own. <laughs> and then uh, we can divide up coaching, uh, coaching roles. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, I would like to start a family. Maybe not 11 kids. I don't think uh, Agu would be too happy with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but yes, uh, a family and um, I, my girlfriend and I, um, who I see as a life partner and as my future wife, we, we do like exploring the world and not and, and having new experiences. So short-term goal is kind of exploring the world with her. Um, and then through that process, uh, starting a family and then eventually that long-term goal of making that impact or, and through uh, this whole process making that impact on the world.
0: Yeah, one of my short-term goals is to uh finally figure out how to cook uh some good. <laughs> <cook>. <laughs> <laughs> some- <laughs> <laughs> you work. let me know to try them. I will tell you if they're good enough. Oh my gosh! If you don't know what arepas are, they kind of look like tortillas. um Tortillas look like they kind. They look like them. They don't taste like them. I would like to. See Honestly, arepas are on another tier, especially arepas de choque, which are made out of corn.
1: Yes, uh, and you food. eat them, you chew them, and when you're pulling it out, oh, with, the cheese.
0: with the cheese.
1: Yeah, it,
0: it's on another level. If you've never had Colombian food, I definitely recommend it. Go check out Diego's store as well for that. If you need
2: that, definitely.
0: Um, yeah, man. Uh, I was i gonna ask you something, let me see. Oh
1: yeah. Think, think.
0: Uh, let me, what keeps you motivated?
1: Oof. That sucks, <laughs> especially at times like these. Going on. Sick. Yeah, um, I think people, the people keep me motivated. Uh, mm-hmm. Making others happy and and inspiring others, keeps me motivated. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's tough to fall into that routine or to or to not necessarily pursue your dreams and goals as much. And I definitely have been falling into that. Yeah, same. So the people like yourself that, you know, contact me or making me talk about it, therefore it's making me excited to, to spend more time on, on me. Um, people that reach out to you, like how are things going? Uh, how is your speaking going? So people that not just people, but people that care about you mm-hmm. and care about your success.
0: Yeah. And I, you're talking about, you know, doing stuff that you love um, and connecting with the people that, you know, those connections help out a lot. I, I've found that, especially more recently, doing things that you do not love are, is incredibly draining. Uh, it takes a, a heavy mental and physical toll at times on a person. And I've been finding that the more I pursue my passions and do what I love, uh, I feel more motivated because the work doesn't seem as difficult. And, you know, it, it, things just kind of start clicking. Yeah. They start, things start falling into place when you start really, you know, when you've done the introspection and figured out what you really want to do, And what really motivates you and and pushes you as a person um, you start finding that you know things just start going and uh, i'm glad that you know it's cool that people is your passion and speaking is your passion and those connections are your passion Um, and i hope to see you know i'm excited to see what the next couple years have to be because you have you say lots of projects um that kid I feel, go in a lot of different ways, and they can all yeah. connect too. Hoping yeah. that somehow you're going to find a way to have all of them connect and then create something that's just like ultra mega awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be the the ideal. There, I, I found out what you're going to do long term. Your long term
1: goal is to combine them all of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Motivational Colombian food chef.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cooking for for kids.
0: (laughs) While I play soccer. (laughs) (laughs) There, we got it. The perfect job for Diego Julián Rios. Rios. That's
1: great. I need to look into more cooking,
0: though. (laughs) Add it it to your LinkedIn, but I think that'll be great. um we've been talking for a bit um so i'm you gonna have. have one more question for you okay before we end up unless you want to share any more funny stories after this we will have time for funny stories um what do you want people you know what do you want people to get out of this chat you you personally what do you feel that you know looking at your story and what you've gone through what do you hope people can get out of it
1: um yeah mm. cool with that yeah um that's tough um there's
0: I didn't, I didn't, I, that's a question off the top of the dome for you
1: top of the dome yeah i mean there's a lot of stages in my
2: yeah.
1: in my life where you could i think pick out different lessons um mm-hmm. but i think a consistent one has been to be positive Um and I like to say that with a positive attitude comes positive results. And with a negative attitude comes negative results. And it's just really as simple as that. If you if you wake up in the morning and you say, you know, I'm not gonna have a good day, I'm tired, I don't wanna go to this, then you're gonna have a, a crappy day and it's you're not gonna enjoy it. But if you have a positive attitude and you enjoy it and you you are looking forward to to doing the things you want to do that day then it's going to be a positive experience yeah um and i feel like that's been consistent through my life being positive um and not just for myself but for those people around me i find myself trying to be that positive person for those people around me which i enjoy um to to kind of get them out of that funk so yeah positivity will get you far yeah Totally, and combined combined with the with the right mindset and right attitude, um, you can really push through a lot of barriers and open new doors.
0: Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, that saying "fake it till you make it"
1: um, uh-huh.
0: is a thing that can go in many different ways. But yeah, about positive attitude. I I don't know where I saw it. I, don't quote me. I don't know where I got it. Uh, but someone was saying, you know, talking about the positive attitude, just like. I mean, in a sense, just like, you know, what you may not be having a good day, but just, just try and have that positive attitude and, you know, focus on positives. And eventually, I mean, at least for myself, I've been able to get out of that funk because I'm focusing on the positives. And you know yeah. what? When you focus on the positives, like you said, the more positive you're going to be and hopefully more results are going to happen, even when they don't happen, you're still going to have that mindset, which will help you get out of those situations that are really yeah. tough and that are yeah creating this negative mindset in you or, you know, creating some sort of negative um, emotions or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, thank you, unless you've got a a fun story to share. Uh,
1: No, I wanted to thank you for your time, but I I would also like to give this a bit of an opportunity for you to tell me and and everyone listening, Mm -hmm. um, what what is motivating you right now? What Mm -hmm. is motivating you to have these talks? what's pushing you
0: yeah um i guess i can go uh i'll try and make it short especially this year with covid and everything happening it's it's there's been a a couple situations where it's just really sort of forced me to think about what i want to do long term and more recently i've been thinking a lot more short term i've been really focused on relationships um You know, romantic and platonic relationships have been focused on um, working and work, um, which I do really enjoy. I do love being a teacher, but I don't, looking and reflecting on it, I don't see as my passion. Um, Focusing on my financial situation, dealing with paying off student loans, Um, been very focused on that and force. With COVID, we've been forced to essentially stop. And a lot of people have been, had to, you know, been put in a place where they have to think a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've had a lot of time to think, I feel. And I usually am in my head a lot already. That's one of the things that, you know, I, I have difficulty with at times, with whether it's an anxiety or just overthinking things. I'm very much in my head. But because I've been so distracted, I hadn't really thought about, you know, the more positive things or what I really want to do with my life. And I've been, you know, scared because of, you know, obviously money or, you know, this could just end up not going anywhere. And what's really been pushing me is, you know, the realization that I'm very tired. Um, like I said, if you're not doing something that you love and you're not chasing your passions, you, you end up getting mentally drained. Um, and I realized I had stopped growing as a person. Mm-hmm. I think it's like you need to constantly be evolving to become the best version of yourself. And you do that by putting yourself in you know situations that may be difficult for you um, talking to new people starting a new business whatever it is um, you need to continue continuously push yourself to grow and i realized that for a while I'd, I'd gotten very comfortable and so with because i'm you know forced to think now what do i want to do with my life um, you know i, I kind of came to realization what are some of the things that really Really make me happy and have been consistent through my life over the last couple of years. And it's been photography, um, it's been creating that connection through photography and just talking to people in general. Um, and so, with Chase stories, chats, and um, this journey that I'm on has come through a lot of reflection. And, you know, my hope, especially through these, is that people can. Listen and hopefully um, get you know whatever it is whether it, you know feel like they got a nice piece of advice or you know they they, re- they created some self realizations due to you know you explaining that oh yeah like your positive mindset whatever my hope is that these things and these chats and talking to many different people from many different styles of life will um, impact somebody in order to also follow their passions and you know not feel stuck um kind of like how i've been feeling um and i still still do feel the same way and i'm sure it's going to be a a long life journey as well that i have to continuously be working on myself um but i feel you know after starting these up i've felt you know like i'm going on the right path and things are going it's been it's been super fun for me even if nothing happens from this in terms of you know whether it's creating some sort of business or whatever i'm just enjoying these and you know it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a burden on me it's tiring but i'm enjoying it and i think that's the important part um so yeah i'm hoping that you know people enjoy this too i hope you all are enjoying listening and and watching these um that you know even if you don't get anything out of it that you're you're smiling or uh, having a laugh at people's bad jokes or whatever it is, yeah, <laughs> or my bad jokes. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where this goes. My hope is, you know, cool. I'm just kind of following my passion, which is photography right now, um, and I I'm working along with these chats with other people. I'm I'm hoping to have people follow along in my photography journey as well as I try to create a business out of that and create a living out of that. Hopefully um eventually one day um yeah
1: your photography is great
0: thank you i appreciate that
1: uh, you know, I have of, personal experience yeah. with it yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so i mean we'll see the i feel like it's i like this because i feel like everybody's sort of connected and we're all kind of going through this life journey and you know i'm i feel like this through this medium through these videos um, and talking as well, not just do photography, but I'm able to show another part of myself as well, my authentic self, um, and be vulnerable too, which I'm running to be a lot more also. So, mm-hmm. I think that's the at the end of the day, this is a growing step for me because it, I've also been very nervous about doing this. Although they've been very fun, and I'm realizing this is great. Uh, yeah, it this is. It, it was a push. I had to push myself to do this and really get it done.
2: Yeah, get it done. Yeah.
0: So I mean. I feel like we're we're taking the right steps over here. I think, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. Cool.
1: Oh,
0: Diego, my <clears> throat> my throat
1: is dry from top and top. <laughs> And you said I was the one that talks a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: good hit. I mean I, I like to put the blame on Diego a lot. It's usually me, if anything. <laughs> um if you all are spike ball players, by the way, please reach out to Diego.
1: Definitely, definitely, especially during this pandemic. I have not had my spike ball fix i look forward to that happening soon spike ball mountain biking tennis or soccer Mm -hmm. please let's play
0: yeah and also diego could you share some of your socials or ways that people could get in contact with you in case they had any more questions about your speaking projects or wanted to talk to you in general
1: yeah thank you mars well if you want that food you can go to latinfoodsmarket.com if you want to stay (laughs) in touch with me If you want to stay in touch with me um, through my website, uh, Diego J Rios dot com, and through social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DJRI Inspiration. Sorry, DJR Inspiration dot com. Yep. Yes. And also, or sorry, at DJR Inspiration.
0: At DJR.
1: It's just ads.com. Yes.
0: Yeah, also, if you all didn't know, we are also the Colombian embassy soccer champ <laughs> soccer champ Just wanted to throw that plug in there as well.
1: Thank you so much. Maybe mark can pull up a picture of us holding our beautiful trophy. Yeah. That that broke during one of the moves that I had recently. Oh. But yes, for three oh. years. <laughs> yes. Dare you. Sorry to break to you. Eric's child. For two years in a row, we won the Bay Area Colombian Consulate Soccer Tournament, yep. and we were called the Fleteces.
0: but before that, we were the college boys.
1: Before that, we were the college boys when we were in college, yes.
0: Yes, uh, I did find the picture that I can
1: uh Wow, how- that was great. Okay,
0: well shout out to google photos diego forced every, all of us to download google photos yes
1: yes indeed google photos i am a big advocate there it is our baby you can't really see it very well but oh you can see it i can see it i can't see it on my screen. i remember i remember vividly it a, <laughs> a,
0: there it is the third flatiza, and there is i with <laughs> trophy. that was a. so yeah you all come up uh, and uh
1: yeah there it is that's a picture there first place go. it was crazy so semi-final we got to pks and we went through all five pks to decide yep. it and then final we were losing 2-0 eric score i scored one and then eric scored one to tie yep. it two two we were playing one of our players had was playing on a broken acl yep, and a ripped torn and we got to pks once again we went not just through the five PKs. We went through sixth and then the seventh because um, Marissa took a PK yep. and... Yafti. Uh, um... Yafti, thank you. Yafti, our goalkeeper, right. took a PK, and he won it for us. He was the youngest one. It was the best.
0: Yeah, we we have a, we like to reminisce on the golden days before I, I tore my Achilles and gained 50 pounds.
1: Um, that was probably
0: diego thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate it i would love to um do a maybe in a couple months see where you're at see how yes
1: yes i would enjoy that
0: awesome and hopefully i'll be a, a full fliza by then i'll regain my membership
1: you're on your way
0: <laughs> all right man thank you so much have a good one
1: thank you mars goodbye
2: bye